0: Welcome to Your Work, Your Way. This is the podcast where you learn to get in touch with your inner CEO with soul. Learn to take charge of your career. Learn to show up with confidence in a way that is aligned with who you really are. I'm your host, Lisa Filia, master's in psychology, certified life coach, expert career confidence coach, and founder of Believe C. Let's dive in. Hey there, today we are talking about being overlooked, and before we get going, I just have some little fun stuff to share. First off, as I was recording or getting ready to record, I decided I wanted to light an intention candle. And really, it's just a candle I have around the house, but I haven't done this before. And I started doing it in some of my coaching calls, and it really changes the mood of the call. It's a great way to get grounded right at the beginning. And so for anyone listening, if you have some type of project you're working on and you want to get focused or you want to make sure you're approaching it from a way that feels good to you, feels aligned to you, I highly encourage you to try lighting a candle and setting your intention for what you're after. And when you set the attention, intention, intention, It helps to do it from a place that's light, that isn't, it doesn't have to necessarily be like the happiest of emotions, but it doesn't, I recommend not having there be a lot of tightness to it. So maybe take a deep exhale out and then light the candle. And so anyways, I did that for the first time uh, for a podcast episode today. And it was so funny because I had the candle in my hand, and I had the lighter, and I was like, "I am going to set an intention." And I take a look at the clock and it's eleven eleven, which is an angel number. It's a good, good sign. So I go and I set my intentions to make this podcast be one of truth, of love, of laughter, of light, of authenticity speaking through. And I lit the candle and I glance back over, and it's still eleven eleven. Isn't that fun? And then, get this. Okay, so usually, as in for the past, however many, let's see, 67 episodes, because this will be the 69th episode, but for the last 67th episodes, I've basically been recording, recording this sitting down. But last week, I recorded it standing up, and it just felt so enlivening. It was just like open space. I there was like a power behind what I was accessing. And so last week I did it standing up. And so then today I'm recording again standing up in this stand up desk that my husband has. And I set it to like he has some presets in there. So I just hit the preset for standing and I could tell it was good, but it wasn't quite as tall as I wanted, and so I just hit the little arrow up a bit to get it a little taller, and then I just thought, okay, this is a good spot, and I stopped it. And I looked over at the setting. What do you think the setting was? It was one hundred one, one. So that's right, folks. One one one. More of those angel numbers. I just get such a kick out of it because whether you believe in angel numbers or not, the whole idea is. When you see those repeating numbers, they, I guess each number means something different. I don't know all those specifics. But when you see those repeating numbers, for me, I use that as a sign of alignment. And so because I've put that out, when I see those numbers, that's what it means to me. And so just having so many repeating ones in a row really just gave me a lot of um, confirmation of how I'm approaching today. So wanted to share that with you. wanted to offer the idea to do that intention candle for yourself. Okay. So we have so much coming in 2023. If you're listening to this around when this episode releases, we are at the very end of 2022. In fact, I'm recording this on, I believe it's the, the winter solstice, the longest night of the year. It's the 21st. So it's the shortest day you could say. And there has been so many learnings from this past year. And I think I'll even do some separate episodes sharing on on those. I'm not quite sure what that'll look like. But what it's revealed for me are some exciting changes coming in 2023. And so I'm going to give you a little preview here. It'll take me like 30 seconds maybe to share it with you, but that way you know what's coming. First off, the podcast, we are going to be giving it a new title, and the title will be Belief Seed. Why is that? Well, for one, Belief Seed is the name of our business. Here, The my name is Lisa. I am the host of this podcast. I'm also the founder and coach at Belief Seed. And so it gives some consistency, but that's more of just a justification, The real reason behind the name change, every belief begins, is birthed from that seed place. Every idea, every intent, every feeling as well, every aspect of who we are, chicken or egg, the egg, the seed, becomes from a beginning, a birth point. And so the idea behind belief seed is that regardless of where you're at, regardless of what's going on, regardless of how you think or how you feel in this moment, those all are fruitions that you've set forth, manifestations you've put into place, and they're also all seeds, new beginnings, new starts of where you could go next. And so if in every moment you're living out the outcome or manifestations of the past and every moment you're setting forth the new path of the manifestations coming forward, this means in every single moment you can create change, a new life, a new beginning, a new belief system, a new way of being. And so this new name for the podcast is really to honor the intention of the podcast, which is around helping people show up as themselves, doing their work and their way with soul, from a place that's connected to themselves, from a place of always knowing that they have that opportunity to birth something new. They don't need full belief yet. You you do not need to fully believe in something in a moment in order to get started. Just a little inkling, a seed of an idea, can sprout a whole new life. And so Believe Seed, as the name of the podcast, gives us that opportunity to represent the ever-changing nature of who we are and the ever-opening possibilities of who we can become, of what we can realize for ourselves and for our life. And so Belief Seed as this new name is an expansion point by demonstrating we're not just going to be focused on work tactics. And you've probably already gained that as you've been listening to the episodes, they are covering a large plethora of topic points. And the name will now be a representation of that as well. And so you'll see the new name which also will help you easily find the business website, beliefseed.com, where you can continue to access the podcast. Okay, so that's all I'll share for now, but exciting things coming in 2023. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well as to my email list because that's where you'll be able to see what's coming up on the show. And you'll also get access to some free things. I will be re- vamping how I use my email list because I want to make sure you're getting, you're getting good stuff. You're getting content. And right now uh, there's about a weekly email that goes out that offers some insights and ideas. And I love being able to offer that to people, but I also realize let's do more let's change the world. Let's come together and find new ways to make impact. And so join the email list. It's also called the newsletter. You'll see in the show notes with this podcast episode, a way for you to join so that you can make sure to see what's coming. I will be doing more free opportunities through that. Also some exclusive uh, opportunities as well. That email list will be the place to be. So if you're not already on it, go ahead and sign up now. Okay. My work win that I'd like to share with you today is to congratulate my client for getting a second interview. And so when we first started working together, she was submitting applications, but not really hearing back. And when she when she did have someone respond, it was usually for a job she was quite overqualified for. And so we've revamped her resume, we've redone her LinkedIn, and we've also changed the way she answers questions in interviews. And as a result, she got her first callback interview, meaning she had the first interview with uh, someone on the executive team. And now she's had her second interview with two individuals, both C-suite level, uh, one that's the founder... And uh, I won't give specifics here because I want to protect the identity of, of all involved. But after she went through the interview, she shared how those on the call said, hey, we really appreciate you for your thorough, detailed responses and for the level, level of insights that you shared. And so uh, in the future, I'll do an episode specific to how to do that, how to show up that way in an interview. But for now, I just want to celebrate this client congratulations. It feels so good to be seen. And this ties into today's episode all about not wanting to be overlooked. And this client, oh my goodness, she went to work, folks. She found a way to help herself be seen, to be heard, and it's working. She has been getting and got this follow-up. She is getting sought out more so by recruiters than before and she's getting compliments and how she is coming across. So she's getting seen. She went from feeling overlooked to now she's getting seen. And for anyone listening, if you feel like there's nothing that you can seem to do to be able to get seen, let this example be evidence that it is possible. And if it's possible for this client, That means there's a way. And if there's a way, that means there could be a way for you. And if there's a way for you, then it means it's accessible. And so if you want help with this, join me. This is the beauty of one on one coaching. We work together in a three month package where we will dive into what's going on with your life, with your career with whatever aspect you're feeling overlooked in. And, and often it's multiple aspects. It's, it's sort of like the theme of the day where you feel overlooked at work, you don't feel seen in your relationships, you feel like your friends aren't acknowledging you. It, it shows up in multiple places because they all stem from some of the same, same factors. And so working together in a one-on-one capacity, we will identify what are those factors. And then we will coach you together to help you see what's working and what you want to shift. We'll be planting those seeds of belief for how you are seen and we'll help you find actual strategies to get seen as well. So join me in one-on-one coaching. Go to beliefseed.com schedule and you can sign up for a free consult. That call is dedicated to us roadmapping out how we would work together. It is not a coaching call, but it is a call to map out how we would support uh, you in a coaching capacity. And so, go on to the website believec.com/schedule to go ahead and get that. Okay, what do we do when we're overlooked? Well, bottom line, we need to be able to find a way to be seen. How do we do that? Well, we need to get seen. Well, how do we do that? We need to see ourselves and then we need to take strategies and find ways in which to become visible, to market ourselves, whether it's to friends or to interviewers or to our current boss so we can get promoted. Whatever the case may be, or maybe it's also to get clients. Maybe you're an entrepreneur. Wh- whatever the format or the context really is for you, There are steps we can take. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to share a process for how to do that. And as I do that, we'll weave in some examples to make this come to life for you. And while you're listening, you'll naturally already be coming up with ways in which you can apply this to your own life. The first thing to do is we need to know when we feel overlooked. Being overlooked is we have talents that we're sharing but nobody seems to be seeing them. Nobody seems to be willing to give us a chance. People are so into their own selves and their own worlds, they don't think of us. And it can be so frustrating. It can feel like we're out alone on an island or we're in the boat and we're the only ones paddling and nobody else seems to give a crap about it. And it does not feel good. It can make us feel really resentful, really angry, really bitter, and eventually, if not resolved, hopeless. Because no matter what we do, we cannot make someone else see us. And that is the heart of this, is when we feel overlooked, it highlights the truth of our lack of control. We can do all the right things, and someone still may not see us. We can do all the wrong things, and someone still may not realize it. We cannot make someone else see us the way we want to be seen. And so what am I saying here? Am I saying just throw it all away and do whatever the hell we want? I guess in a way, yes. (laughs) So we don't want to do that from a place, though, where we feel really crappy about ourselves and or about other people. And so I want to share some steps with you you can take to help you respond when you're being overlooked. And here's the like surface-level coaching. You notice you feel overlooked, and so you ask yourself, why do I feel overlooked? And you come up with an answer, and then you tell yourself, I'm going to let myself see me. And you use that to see yourself so you don't need to be seen by others. And all of that sounds nice and dandy, but it's not very deep, and it doesn't get to the depth of the pain that can come from being overlooked or the truth of the matter that you genuinely might be right in the fact that you're getting overlooked. Yes, you might be thinking, I'm overlooked and feeling insignificant, but That doesn't mean you're wrong. Somebody really might not be seeing you. And I see this with my clients often. One of my clients in particular that I'm thinking of, uh, he had been feeling overlooked for a little while and actually resulted in him not getting promotions that he was qualified for. And so yes, we did some coaching on how to show up better in interviews. But also, what we really focused on was being visible, how to be seen, how to be seen when people don't seem to care. What do you do? How do you approach that? Because being overlooked, if you're noticing that, instead of trying to make yourself believe that you have value, which, okay, that is going to be a part of this, but that's not the whole story here. We also need to look at the other side of it, of the people who truly may not be seeing us and decide how we want to respond to that. And so that's going to be covered today as well. So number one, When we're being overlooked, and we're just for the sake of this episode going to assume we think we're overlooked and it's true, we're being overlooked. Okay, what do we do? Number one, we need to notice it. We need to understand or see that that's what we believe is happening. So we need to know what are the signs that indicate I'm being overlooked in my mind. What are those signs? And it usually starts with some sort of internal feeling. And for me, it's like a boiling rage. It's like the pot was boiling and maybe I didn't notice it. It was like I was a little resentful, a little annoyed, a little perplexed. And then it hits this point where it all boils over. And so that's one way it can feel. It also might feel like this deep bitterness it might sound like nobody sees me, nobody cares. I'm not being given a chance. And it may look like outward reactivity. It might look like you blaming others, you complaining to all your trusted friends and family about how so and so does not understand that they could be using you better, that you could help them. That You offer something and they're not seeing it and that it's their fault, that they're in the wrong. And it becomes this place where we get really complaining. We might start to get reactive over little things. It might sound like I am pissed at Cindy for the fact that she did not acknowledge how hard I worked on that project? Or am I upset at Juanito because because they weren't understanding how I could help them? Or that interviewer sucked. They asked me crappy questions, and because of that, they didn't get to see how I could help them. And so those are all outward examples that we are of the perspective that we're being overlooked. What I tend to find is when I am in this state where I'm complaining, I'm reacting, I'm blaming, I'm really getting into it, it's because I actually feel really vulnerable. And so my self comes to protect itself by creating this armor. And we always say the best defense is a great offense, right? And so it goes on the attack it's like the beast within the beauty and we are both beauty and beast so we we feel like we we've put it out there and nobody's picked up on it and that can feel really wounding because because we put ourselves out there and nobody seems to care so we create this beast within or we let out the beast within, and that beast fights for us by attacking another. Whether we do it to that person's face or not is usually another story, but we make them the villain. And I want to point out that the beast is not wrong. It's actually beautiful. The beast is the beauty in a way. Because we created this beast within us to protect us, to keep us safe, to protect our vulnerable hearts. Because when we share, when we offer value, or when we have untapped potential that we see, and it feels like no matter what we do, nobody else sees it, it hurts. We feel alone, isolated insignificant, unimportant. Why the heck are we even here? And that wounded heart, that inner child, that suffering, is looking for some nurturing. And so we respond in beast mode. Armor up. Walls constructed, defenses built. And we decide, probably unconsciously without our awareness, we're not going to let those people hurt us that way again. And so the beast comes out and we get pissed. We are so freaking frustrated that we are not seen. We get so mad that people won't realize who we are. And that beast is there to see us, to protect us, to ensure nobody else can see us. Because when we've let them see us in the past, they haven't acknowledged it. So we need to first see these symptoms. It might come across when you're in beast mode. And we're not making beast mode bad. Beast mode is protection mode. Beast mode is us standing up for ourselves in the only way we know how in that moment. It's trying to help us. Now, here's the thing though when beast mode goes on the outward to attack others and no change seems to happen, this beast doesn't know what to do, it just knows it's there to fight. And so then the beast can turn inwards, and we start attacking ourselves. It's like when your dog gets aggressive, thinks somebody's at the door, starts barking ferociously at the door, and you walk up to, to tell the dog to get away from the door, but the dog's in such a tizzy, such a state, that it redirects onto you and starts lunging at you. The beast does that within, redirects, attacks ourselves, to protect ourselves. So what do we do? For me, I have to let it out. I have to find an outlet. And I find just talking about it, if that's all I do, it just fuels the beast. And so when I notice I'm really critical of myself, and honestly, to be real with y'all, I don't usually notice it. Usually it's my husband who notices it in me. He notices that I'm being really hard on myself. And I don't I honest to God, I am a coach. I've been doing this for years. I don't catch it in myself because I'm so wrapped up in it. My my vulnerable heart is hurting so much. I don't even see that I'm doing that, that I'm turning against myself because I don't know what else to do. And my husband goes, "Hey, don't be so hard on yourself." And in that moment, I have two choices. The beast can either redirect onto my husband or it can let its defensives down. And so that's what I offer to you all next is let it out. Acknowledge, yeah, I am fighting now. I am in fight or flight and I am freaking the F out and I don't know what to do. And nobody sees me and I feel alone. I feel isolated. I feel afraid. Nobody gets it. Let let yourself see yourself. If no one else is seeing it, find someone who will, a trusted friend, a coach. You find somebody to mirror it, magnify, amplify it for you. Just because Cindy or Juanito didn't see it doesn't mean you can't acknowledge it. And yes, this is not necessarily enough, but it is vital. It is a step we need to help ourselves see. Because if we don't, that vulnerable heart, nobody gets to see its beauty. And it feels overlooked, even by you. So we need to see it. Tell ourselves how we truly feel. This is also the beauty of journaling. And so whether you do this through talking with a loved one, working with a coach, or journaling, or just outwardly speaking your frustrations, let ourselves see ourselves. So sometimes it's hard to do this because we have so much angst in us. Like that beast has been building its protection for so long. We can't just get to the insight and talk about how we see ourselves. There's so much energy in front of it. There's so much emotion in front of it. And so we've got to find a way to get that out. And sometimes it's just yelling, it's screaming, it's punching a pillow, it's crying. Sometimes I find... I watch TV shows that, and they're cut, like they're a little bit funny, but I laugh hysterically at them. Or it's a show that's kind of sad and I am a sob fest at them. It's like my body is using that show as an opportunity to let out the frustrations that I didn't even know I had. And it's not even like I'm, targeting certain frustrations, like I'm going to watch the show and I'm going to release that anger that I had around that coworker. No, it's more just, I decide I want to watch the show. And so whether you do it through letting yourself be emotional as you're watching a show or working out more intensely or doing something, just anything to let it out without Without feeling like you have to know what you're doing, just ask yourself, okay, what does my body think will feel good right now? Maybe it's taking a nap because naps can be cathartic too. It can be a time for you to release. Maybe it's going for a walk. Maybe it's watching a show because while you watch the show, you let that stuff go. And so those are all just ways. Let it out. And here with this phase, if you have a lot of energy, you're not necessarily looking for words. You're not necessarily looking to be mental in your processing here. If you have excess energy that's blocking you from thinking straight, get the energy out first. Cesar Milan, who I've talked about before, he talks about the importance of exhausting the dog before he really goes into training them, meaning exercise, exercise. He does mental and physical exercise with the dog to get out some of that pent-up energy. And then from that place, they're calmer, they're more at ease, and they're more malleable from a training perspective. We are the same in that regard. Let out the energy. We are calmer and more malleable to understanding what we want, what we're after, what's going on, and how to change it we are able to be flex with that change more easily because there's less energy blocking it. Now, we've got that energy out. And now I like to ask myself questions. Questions like, why am I so upset? So what? For example here, my husband and I are in process of selling our home, and my realtor called to share about the closing date needing to shift. So we're under contract, closing date needing to shift. And I was so upset. Out like it didn't make sense about how angry I was. Now I realized that it was not my realtor's fault. And so I wasn't like going to go and attack the realtor, but I I was upset. I was like pissed. I felt it in my body. And so I noticed I got really difficult. I kept pushing back and being like, well, that, that date's just not going to work. I I don't know what to tell you. Like, I can't do that. And I started basically weaving the story about how hard it was going to be for us to work around this new date. And the truth is, yeah, it is more difficult. Just. From a situational perspective, we're going to be in a different place. We're going to be hours away from uh, the notary in the office where we were going to go and pa- sign papers. Like It is difficult. There, there are more challenges. But I was also really magnifying the challenge aspect of it. I was making it bigger, highlighting the problem, making it known that this was not going to be easy. I was being a bit dramatic about it as well. And I noticed it as I was doing it. But I like, was so in it that I, I didn't really know how to stop. And so finally, what we did was we said, OK, you know what? We're going to think on this. And we'll get back to you about how to move forward. I actually think the realtor said that. He was like, OK, uh, why don't you two think on it? And I'll call you or you call me tomorrow. And that was the end of the conversation. So the realtor gave me space. Basically to process. And because I acknowledged, like I saw the outward reactivity, that was that first step, remember? See the outward activity. And my I was letting it out, but I was letting it out at the realtor, making it into this problem. I saw the signs. And so now I wanted to gain that internal understanding. And so at first I like noticed I started breathing kind of heavy. I was like <sighs> I could feel under my skin, like things felt really tight. My husband goes, Hey, like what's, what's going on? Like what, what, what's happening here? And then I just burst into not tears, but just noises like, Ugh. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So I let some of that energy out. And then I asked myself some questions really out loud because I was talking to my husband as I was doing this. The questions were like, why was I so upset? Well, I, I, I was upset because I felt tossed around. I felt tossed around. Well, well, so what? Why does that? Why is that a big deal? Because I felt insignificant. I felt like I had to bend over backwards for people and no one was doing it for me. And so here we go. I felt overlooked. I felt like it didn't matter. Nobody cared. Is anyone going to look out for the little guy here? And so I was looking out for myself by getting really difficult and being like, nope, can't do it. What you going to do now? Even though truth be told, my husband and I are ready to move on to the next step. And we truly will make whatever date needs to happen work because we're ready for the next chapter. We can't wait to move on. And so... I was making something that didn't need to be a big deal into a big deal. So what? Why? Well, because I felt out of control. I felt overlooked and I couldn't, no matter what I did, it wasn't going to be on my timetable. There was nothing I could do to make it on my timetable because those pieces weren't my decisions to make. And so feeling overlooked, so what? It showed me my powerlessness in situations. A lot of the self help out there is all about empowerment. And yeah, that's important. But also, I think we need to acknowledge how helpless we all are in so many ways. Like, think about how easy it is to die, or think about how quickly things can change that we don't have control over that impacts our entire lives. And so being overlooked was actually an indicator of how I had to come to terms with the truth of the reality of there are so many things that I cannot control. There's so many things that I'm powerless over from an egoic perspective. It really depends on what lens you're looking at. Because if you then look at it from the lens of the greater energy of all that like is, we're in complete control because we're all of it. But, But often the lens that we're in in this human life is the lens of our personality, of our ego. And that lens does not have control. It's not given control, and it can do whatever it wants to try to control it, but it's not in charge. Manifestation does not come from egoic perspective. It comes from soul intent. And so no matter what we do, we don't have control over those pieces, and it can be so freaking frustrating. And being overlooked can indicate that. And so I realized that's the truth of what was wrong. And so then I asked myself, well, what do I want? And my ego's like, well, I want to control it. I want it to be on my terms. And so then I adjust the question, okay, but well, what do I want that I can actually impact, that I can actually control? Well, I want to be seen. I want, I want to find a path that can work for me in these situations. And while I want the timetable to be different, even though it doesn't seem like that's going to work out, Here's what I want within the options that I do have. And I outlined those for myself. And so now I'm starting to see what was really going on. I'm, I'm seeing my vulnerable heart. I'm not overlooking myself. I'm seeing me. And only after you do that do you want to come up with solutions. Because if you immediately skip to solutions, you miss the core of what's going on, and your body will just create another situation or circumstance that triggers you until you let yourself see you. And so I was seeing myself through those questions and that process. So my next step was I actually turned it around. And this is borrowing from the work of Byron Katie. A turnaround means you take a look at what's bothering you, and you see the other ways you could phrase that same thing. And so I was being overlooked. Turn that around. I was not being overlooked. How could that be true? Well, I was not being overlooked because my realtor was going out of his way to call me, to find a way to make this work, to work through the situation. And the buyers were trying that as well. So I was not being overlooked, even though I thought I was, I can see the truth of that now. How else could I turn it around? I overlooked them. Well, that's true. I was not taking into heart any component of the buyer's situation in that moment or of my realtor situation in that moment or my husband's situation in that moment. I was only seeing me, which is another way I wasn't overlooked and the way I was overlooking them. Another turnaround. They were seeing me. Again, I was being communicated to. It wasn't like this was being done to me. It was a situational component, and we were trying to find a way to make it work. And so now what I've done is I've helped myself see not just me, but how they've maybe seen me And this isn't through force. This is not you trying to force on a new perspective. It's you truly just being open to the potential that it could exist and seeing what ideas emerge. And that allowed me to see me deeply, more deeply than before, see them and see how they were seeing me and see how I was being seen and seeing what I was not seeing. And so it totally changes the narrative here from a place of emergence of allowing openness to create new ideas. Now is when we get to the step on what do we do about it. How do we solve for the situation here? And at this point, you know you're ready for that because the energy isn't as intense. There's a lighterness to it. It's not that it has to feel amazing, but it isn't so tight and pinpricky. It's got some space to it. And so, with this realtor situation, how did we solve for it? Well, one, like I mentioned earlier, the realtor gave us some space. He said, hey, like take the night. And so, that's a great option. Next, ask myself what I want. Well, I want to get out of the house as quick as possible. Was that really what I want? Well, actually, no, I just want to be seen. Was that really what I want? Well, no, I just want to have some sense of stability and control over what's going on. Okay, great. What can I control? Well, I can control the process I take when I pack. I can choose of these three dates, which dates I want to close and how I want to communicate that. I can decide to be there for me, decide to let it be okay that I'm a little upset that it couldn't happen when I wanted it to happen. So my goal, how can I make this as easy for me as possible? This is an important part of the solution phase. What is your goal? In my case, my goal is to make this as easy for me as possible. Notice I didn't choose a goal that was out of my control. My goal wasn't I want to close on the date that I want to close on. Because I literally, I can't make that happen. But I can decide I'm going to make it as easy as possible. That's my goal. Great. How can I accomplish that goal? Well, I need to be kind to myself. Let myself have my frustrations be vented through whatever you know way feels good to me and honors the humans, basically. All the humans. I can slow down. I can find some fun things to do as I am packing. I can make it into this experience of having actually a little bit more time to be excited about what's to come as opposed to feeling like it's being dragged out. I can use this as an opportunity to show up for me. And so through that process, I came up with some specific steps. I don't need to bog you down with the details here, but that's how I created the solution forward. And the last piece around this, with so we've created the solution, is we make it into a win. You don't force it into a win. Again, just like earlier, I was like, don't try to turn things around out of force. Here at this last part, don't try to make something a win. Keep working at it until the win naturally becomes realized. So in this case, the win was we actually realized how actually it'll be nice to close a little bit later because we'll have more time in the house. It can be a, a little bit of a, an easier process because there's a lot of th- things you know, that we still want to figure out. It takes the rush away. We get to enjoy the holidays even more. We get to be in this place of potential even longer. And so for those of you listening, maybe yours isn't a life situation. Maybe it's a work situation. I've used this process with several clients, that process of going from being overlooked to seeing oneself, to seeing others, to coming up with a plan, to executing the plan, to getting seen. One of my clients used a process like this with me. We figured it out through working together, and we developed a strategy for how we can be more visible in work meetings and for the ways in which he positions himself when applying to internal opportunities. As a result, he got promoted. He got promoted out of 128 applicants, and he had less experience than many of them. But he was seen himself, which meant then when he was showing up more visibly, he actually marketed himself differently, spoke up more, and got seen because of it. Another example, one of my clients was feeling like he was being overseen for the progress that he was sharing. We talked about how to, how to use this process, and then we came up with some specific strategies he learned new ways to respond to some of his coworkers who he felt like were being passive-aggressive towards him. He learned how to stand his ground with those coworkers without it requiring him to be passive-aggressive back. As a result, he has now been promoted, now has a team of people underneath him, and got a raise. Another example, one of my clients felt like she was being overlooked and wasn't, wasn't getting the influence that she wanted. We used this process, changed her perspective, made it then be to how she could see the department she was supporting in a whole new light and her team in a whole new light. As a result, she's now been promoted to the senior level. We can see these are all examples of how this process can help you. Not just to see yourself, which is great, of course, but that's not the end goal here. We want the full manifestation. We want the outcome of others seeing us, which again, is not in our charge and not in our control. But when we put that energy out there, we see ourselves, we see them. And we show up in that way with that truth, with that trust, with that belief. It's a natural cascade. It's like the, la- the wave has peaked and it's going to crash into the manifestation. We don't control how or when or who or what. But we can control us and how we show up. That's our part. That's how we see us. And that's how we allow others to be more easily able to see us too. The universe responds, my friends. It uses the situations as cues, as signposts for ourselves to see when we're on track and when we're off. And sometimes they're internal situations in terms of our emotional state or physical state. And other times they're external situations in terms of how people respond to us or life situations at large. We can use those all and interpret them to understand ourselves better and to move forward and see ourselves. All right, that is our episode for today. I'm going to do a quick recap of those steps because it was super fast. And then I highly encourage those of you wanting to be seen, join me in coaching. We work together one-on-one and we can dedicate that time to using this process in your own life, in your own career. We can be seen. We can be heard. We can be valued. Step one, notice the signs, whether emotional or outward reactivity. Step two, let it out. Get rid of that extra energy in whatever way you do, not necessarily with language. Step three... Go internal, build that internal understanding, whether through journaling or getting coached or whatever it might be, to get to the core of why you're so upset or why being overlooked matters so much to you. And step four, turn it around. Help yourself see the other perspectives. Let those naturally emerge. Don't force them. Step five, When you're in this place of having seen yourself being whole with that, then you develop the strategy. And how do you develop that strategy? Well, you identify the goal. You ask yourself what you really want, and that's how you can help identify that goal. And you'll know you're there when the win naturally emerges. And it might not be right in that moment, but when you notice that your perspective has shifted, it can become a win, the opportunity can be a way to show up for you. The beast can stand down, but only when its job is no longer required, its job of protecting ourselves, when that job isn't needed because we're seeing ourselves and we're putting that outward. We're literally outwardly showing up in that way, not from a place of proof and lack, And resentment, but from a place of wholeness and knowing and honoring who we are. We don't need to be so beasty. The beast actually converts into a more proactive uh, being or essence that is about showing up in that way. And we get seen. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. Remember to join the newsletter to be a part of the upcoming special opportunities. You're seen, you're heard. You're valued. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. And if you loved what you heard, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. I help my clients to show up and do their work their way with soul. Whether it's so you can excel in your current role or so you can figure out what you want for your next role and get that role, coaching can help you get there. It begins with a consult. Sign up for yours by going to believeseed.com schedule. This is your free call and it is that first step towards that new life, that transformation into you doing your work in your way with soul.